Okay, I believe we are now live on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, uh, LinkedIn. This is the Tattoo Now Show, and you're watching Guy Hitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Now Network. Sorry, Guy Hitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Uh, my name is Gabe Ripley from Tattoo Now, and this is going to be a fun show with a, a Brandon Bean from uh, the Dark Skin Body Art and uh, a great tattooer. He did a, a interview with Guy a couple of, it was a couple of years ago, a year ago. Uh, he let, let up a panel, it was pretty awesome. And uh, so we are going to do a little bit of an introduction, let you know what we have going on in the Reinventing the Tattoo Now Network while, while he comes on and we know that it's working. So actually, let us know that it's working for you in the chat rooms. If you can let us know where you're beaming in from, let us know if you're drawing or if this is your first time here. The other thing that is awesome to know is uh, if you tag people right. that are interested in tattoos or body art, then um, drawing or sorry, a little bit of a, a echo panic. I'm doing the tech and the hosting. I appreciate you uh, bearing with me a little bit here. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check over on the YouTube. The, the YouTube channel is always kept up to date. The podcast is always kept up to date. Um, but ultimately, if it's uh, you know two o'clock in the, the morning, awesome. or if you're trying to figure out exactly how to recommend this to one of your friends, they could always go to just www.reinventingthetattoo.com to get all of the latest and greatest. Some of what we got going on here. So this is the Reinventing the Tattoo website. If you scroll down here, this is uh, actually each latest show will be right here on the homepage. I'm very excited to, to catch up with these shows. These are all of the recent replays. And right below here, we've got our Reinventing 24-7. This is a network of replays. So we've got five different uh, shows going on at any given time. And pretty soon we'll be on the Roku. Uh, currently, we've got the Reinventing Live Drawing Group, Visual Priority Exercise. This is actually a sample of the Monday exercises that Guy does with uh, tattooers. And... Also playing is the uh, uh, Monday Morning Drawing Group replay from April 12th. Uh, drawing Finger Waves Group Exercise with Andre Malcolm. These are, you click over here to, to change the, the channel here. And uh, yeah, like I said, this is basically 24-7 art inspiration for you. If you click on next page, we even have the, the global channel. This is uh, in Spanish. This is a Spanish seminar that we did. Uh, I did this at Off the Map Build Shop way back in the day. Um, anyways, you could always find the event schedule right down here. If you click on watch upcoming events, boom, you get landed right here. And you'll see that we have five days a week. We have uh, one to three streams going out. Uh, this is the Wednesdays. I do the, the Tattoo Now show. Uh, reinventing drawing groups at one o'clock on Sundays, nine o'clock in the morning on Mondays. The Tattoo Weekly is at 11 a.m. every Monday with uh, Jake Meeks from the Fireside Tattoo Network and um, Lauren Gregory from Raw Pigments and then I. Uh, we have paint nights with Renee. Guy's doing his exercises every Monday at nine o'clock. If you're a tattooer, you should go straight to Reinventing the Tattoo and subscribe. Uh, 10 o'clock in the morning on Tuesdays is another uh, drawing group with Ricardo. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, Wednesdays I'm doing the Tattoo Now show. and uh, Sometimes I do the Tattoo Now business. You can see I had uh, the replays. Was, uh, Matt Ewell's uh, sick-ass tattooer from the UK. Uh, Carrie Barber was two weeks ago. She had a, an amazing interview. Okay, so 10 a.m. on Thursdays are the fundamentals with Kier. So that's a, a subscriber exercise geared towards uh, apprentices and whatnot. And then at 12 o'clock on Thursdays, every Thursday, we have a reinventing, sorry, we have a, a tattoo collecting podcast. 
Um, these are all shows that are happening on the Reinventing the Tattoo Now network. So you can always grab the latest Reinventing the Tattoo app in the App Store, either the Google Play or the Apple App Store, Store, excuse me. And uh, yeah, you should definitely check it out. There's free lessons that you could check out um, so that, well, you'll understand what you're missing out by not subscribing. February 5th and 6th, we're going to be at Red Tree. So this is a live and virtual event. It's a, I guess they call these hybrid events these days. Um, I've always kind of made sure that there was a lot of techie stuff happening. But you'll see this is live at Red Tree. Uh, if you go to reinventingthetattoo.com slash live, you get to the uh, all the information here. And you'll see it's uh, February 5th and 6th, uh, sponsored by uh, Ink Shop Guard. They have um, insurance for tattoo shops. Uh, they're in a, a special event sponsor, uh, GuyAgison.com, of course, Tattoo Now and Raw Pigments. Uh, Lauren will be up there. Uh, Guy will be beaming in. And you'll see the, the stage events are uh, 25 bucks. And I'll show you what we've got going on on the stage there. The seminars are a little bit separate, only, <laughs> a little bit over a week. I'll be uh, driving up there next uh, next week at the time. Actually, I guess I'll drive out next Thursday. So what do we have going on here? If you're missing out on convention energy, this is, looks like a little mini convention. This is happening at Red Tree Tattoo slash uh, True Tubes Tattoo Supply in Columbus, Ohio. Derb, who runs the Hill City Tattoo Convention, has an amazing new warehouse venue. It's got uh, enough space for all this. Well, like, like three booths, uh, a couple extra tattooers there. Mostly we'll be doing stage events and seminars. Um, yeah, well, let me talk about a little bit what we got going on here while we wait for, for Brandon to get in. Um, let's see. Oh, looks look like it is working on the Facebook. Hi, Maria. Hi, P. Thank you very much for tuning in. And again, if you have any tattooer friends, let them know that we'll be chatting with uh, Brandon Bean. It's going to be pretty sick. Um, we did uh, move over to a new uh, uh, educational platform, so it's been fun to watch everybody kind of uh, recheck re in to the uh, to the spots and reinventing the tattoo. Uh, Guy Hitchison will be beaming in each evening to do a, an exercise or a panel with the day's instructors. Uh, Bob Tyrell is going to be there doing a black and gray skull. For, uh, we'll be filming it and doing a full seminar. I think it's only like 100, 125 bucks. Uh, it's going to be called uh, Black and Gray Skull from Start to Last Call. Uh, hopefully he likes that, uh, that title. Uh, Nick Baxter is going to be beaming in. He's got a, an advanced layering uh, seminar. So he's going to be doing about uh, a 60 minute uh, lecture slash deep dive. It's more than a lecture. He's got like a slideshows and their infographics. He's a, a brilliant mind. And, and again, if you're a tattooer who works in multiple sessions, then this is going to be a great seminar for you. And, and in fact, if you sign up in advance, then you could send your pictures to him uh, if you have another uh, session coming up on the tattoo. So he could potentially give you some advice off of it, you know, right there on the class. Uh, Jesse Smith. Oh, so Bob is also tattooing, right? So he's tattooing both days. If you're interested in getting a tattoo by him, uh, hit him up. Uh, Jesse Smith is there. He's tattooing and doing his uh, column in the chaos seminar slash webinar. Jillian Marie will be beaming in. So she's setting up, uh, I mean, she always does amazing tattoos. Definitely check out her work. Um, she'll be doing a little Q&A. So we will be beaming in her into the stage, nice and big for a couple hours. And uh, she'll be doing some uh, answering your questions and talking a little bit about her process. Renee Little will be there uh, painting. Uh, doing Q&A. She's on a discussion, going to be on some discussion panels. I think she's just tattooing a bodysuit, uh, some big massive back piece bodysuit-y thing. Um, so if you're interested in doing bodysuit stuff and watching that happen, uh, she'll be there both days. Conan Lee's uh, organized tattoo artist seminar is already getting people to register in advance. So definitely want all these. Let's, uh, now it's nine days, so it's the time to, to really get ready to, uh, to register. 
anyways, currently he's a, a badass a tattooer, studio owner, uh, entrepreneur. And he, about three or four years ago, I remember like five or six years ago, he was telling me about how he was getting his whole process automated. And I thought that was fine and dandy, but I had a tattoo shop where we supplied uh, some of the best uh, front room people in the world or support team in the world um, using computers. But anyways, now flash forward and there's a lot of tattooers who are very interested in regaining more of their time, being more efficient. And Conan will show you how to use the computers and real world tools to do so. Tony Urbanic, who runs the tattoo machine talks, uh, he'll be doing a full machine panel. And um, this Nope. Uh, as well as he'll have all of his machines set up. They're beautiful machines. So if you're into coils or you're an apprentice who's never even seen them, well, I guess you've seen them, but uh, yeah, you definitely want to check it out. If you have coils and you want to bring them in, he'll help tune them up and hear how they sound and whatnot. And you can buy machines. And uh, he does also have the course on the, on the reinventing. It's uh, eight weeks of building a tattoo machine with hand tools. It's, it's really out of control. Uh, Nick Mitchell's coming back with his uh, caricature seminar, which was a big hit over at the, the BYOB. Uh, Fawn Baker and Jordan will be doing the uh, Tattoo Collecting Podcast live from the stage. Haley Adams will be beaming in a tattoo on Saturday and then being on uh, the panel on Sunday. Derb, who is the, the venue host, will be doing a full tour. Uh, Hunter Spanks is going to be there doing uh, tattoos every day, uh, walk-in traditional style tattoos. So anything that you want, script, something small. Uh, again, anything traditional is right up his alley. He will also be uh, painting. He does a ton of you know, watercolor painting and not sure if we're going to get a seminar together. It, he's got the seminar. I don't know if we have the space together, but if you're interested in learning watercolors, then he's definitely down with helping you learn. So show on up. Uh, Jason Leeser, who's a reinventing uh, drawing group Zoomer leader and also a big tech guy will be out um leading up the, the reinventing podcast panel and like i said jordan will be uh helping out or not helping he's the co-host of the tattoo collecting podcast full schedule is here with links to the in-person events these are all uh, going out straight to the artists and then the virtual webinars will be coming right here to our, our new online platform the new reinventing platform where you can enroll in any of these seminars yeah okay so okay. other courses that we have here the reinventing canon of course, that's the, the whopper of Guy Aitchison's uh, 25 years of refining his teaching practices. Uh, here we are. We've got the Black and Gray Skull, Nick Baxter's Holistic Approach, Jesse Smith, the Organized. These are all of the ones that are coming up. Um, I'm hosting a, a four-session online uh, class on recruiting, recruiting best-in-class. And this is separate than our normal courses because... Well, one, it's uh, strict. It's about recruiting, and as everybody knows, that runs a business, or maybe not as everyone knows, but as everyone will know, recruiting really touches every single aspect of a business. You know, there's almost no part of of a business uh, from you know from marketing uh, to you know finances to you know communication. Everything really is about uh, recruiting. Uh, B.J. Betts's epic lettering webinar, uh, Haley Adams' uh, space replay. We've got the 10 hour plus uh, epic Bob Tyrell seminar for uh, uh, doing a portrait, uh, Method of My Madness, Jake Meeks' Find Your Style. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, oh, Thea Duskin's awesome uh, mixed media for tattoo design. This is the how to build a tattoo machine. It's pretty crazy. You know, you obviously can't learn how to tattoo on the internet, but these courses will let, you know, help you tattoo a little bit better. And um, again, nothing can, um, replace a mentor who is going to protect the skin of your 
your experiments. But um, yeah, a lot of these are art too. Uh, Andrea's Coy's sleeve design, that's an art seminar. Um, anyways, you should just go to Reinventing the Tattoo to check it all out. And uh, yeah, so this is uh, Brandon's uh, Instagram here, if you want to check it out before he hops on, uh, the underscore uh, Brilla Arts. And he is also the curator of uh, Dark Skin Body Art. At, that's Dark Skin Body Art. Um, so let me hop back on over to my script. Looks like I have got uh, a couple sponsors to, uh, to, to hit up. Okay, oh, looks like he's uh, updating his uh, router at his tattoo shop. So we're just uh, under, you know, a fight through a couple of tech difficulties on his end. Thanks for bearing with us. So sponsors are Raw Pigments. RawPigments.co is an ink company that is really uh, tapping into the source of those, you know, of those raw pigments. Um, instead of talking about them, if you go to reinventing247.com, then scroll down, you'll see there's a spot there to type in your shop's address, and you can get some samples. You also get some sample uh, Cheyenne cartridges and uh, Dermalize. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Dermalize. Uh, D-Lize Pro in the United States. Thank you to uh, international copyright laws. It's a healing wrap. Dermalize is a healing wrap that is designed to breathe. So if you're still using Saran wrap, just know that that doesn't breathe. It literally doesn't breathe. And the, um, the Dermalize will, uh, well, basically it's designed to heal wounds like that. So it allows it to breathe and uh, but keeps it protected. Uh, WorldTattooEvents.com is the most comprehensive tattoo convention listing website. I know because about 15 years ago, I tried to, to copy all of the listings for Tattoo Now, and there was no way that I could possibly keep up. I don't even know how he does it. But what he does is make sure that there is one place that has all the latest information about all the tattoo conventions, and that's Alex from WorldTattooEvents.com. You can check out his interviews on this channel, too, to search for uh, tattoo event interviews, uh, the history of tattoo conventions and the future of tattoo conventions. Uh, tattoo Now is uh, my business. Tattoo Now, I do uh, computer geeky stuff for tattooers. I'm basically like a part-time uh, CTO, chief technology officer for artists or studios or for supply companies. Um, I love putting together uh, different computer tools. Right now, I'm really into the personalized automated systems. Basically, um, Oh, it's awesome. CRMs and stuff. Anyways, tattoonow.com, gaybripley.com, and then guyhson.com. Uh, Guy Hson is the founder and the main author of Reinventing the Tattoo. It's his inspiration that really encourages all of this interaction. You know, he really wants people to come together to, um, to inspire each other, to create better art together, to collaborate with each other, and uh, ultimately to uh, get and give better tattoos. Uh, GuyHutchison.com, check out his Biomech Encyclopedia. He's got DVDs there, tattoo machines, uh, paintings and prints and stuff. It's pretty out of control. So please leave your positive reviews in the different um, places where you're watching, right? So the, the spots to, um, where, like I said, wherever you're watching, please leave a, a nice positive reviews. Any of your constructive criticism, please send straight, well, straight to, to me, I guess. Um, that is uh, management at reinventingthetattoo.com. And if, uh, yeah, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, these, uh, these videos and the podcasts go up and out, you know, for a very long time, the podcast is getting a tremendous amount of, um, of action. It's pretty cool. So if you go to any of your podcast stores, then um, you could check that out. And uh, I guess while we're while we're holding on for uh, the technical difficulties with uh, uh, Brandon, he will be here soon. I'm going to throw on a video 
that is uh, Guy Aitchison interviewing Alex DePasse uh, not too long ago, well, about a year and a half ago. And um, we will, yeah, we'll be right back. Let's see, quick time player. Cheers, everybody. This is uh, Guy interviewing Alex DePasse for, well, this is one of the first of our uh, quarantine workshops. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our quarantine webinar series number three. Today is featuring Alex DePasse. He is a really experienced and prolific realist tattooist from Italy. He's also got a lot of teaching experience. He's been one of the hosts of the Worldwide Tattoo Conference events, which have been focused on education. So uh, I'm excited to be able to talk with Alex today because he's already very experienced at explaining these complex uh, ideas uh, about how to render uh, a realism tattoo, how to take that photo and make it into a good tattoo that's solid, that is gonna last while at the same time not compromising the basic essence of what is in that photo. Uh, and there's a lot more to it than that. So I just wanted to start by just getting an introduction. Uh, Alex DePass, can you tell us a little bit about how long you've been tattooing and your art background and anything like that? Okay, first of all, hi everybody and thanks for being here. And uh, so I've been tattooing since I was 14. That means uh, it was uh, the 1990s. So it's been, it means more than 30 years right now. So it's a long, uh, it's a long career, you know. So I've seen uh, all the, the parable of the, of the tattooing industry, you know, growing and growing year by year and changing a little bit, a lot in these past years. And uh, that's great. That's great, you know. You know, it's a passion for me that uh, uh, I have from very long time, and that's what pushed me every day to do what I do. What do you think are some of the most impressive things that have happened in terms of tattooing changing in this last thirty years? Oh man, everything has changed. When I started, I started tattooing by hands. You know, putting a needle on the big pen you know and tattooing like this by hands so thinking now we are i'm using the soul nova unlimited which is a machine with no cable it's uh, something it's unbelievable you know how it grows and how the industry grows because you know when i was young it was like uh, unbelievable and impossible to only imagine that tattooing should be especially here in italy the tattooing should be a kind of work a kind of job and uh, and now it's uh, even more it's considered a real art form you know it's, so that makes me uh, proud of my of my career and happy about how the tattoos uh, develop uh, the techniques and the results so it, there were no color portraits back in in those days 30 years ago i don't remember yeah. seeing any until uh oh gosh it probably uh the late 1990s or something like that we had some people yeah. like dino cook and yeah uh, oh who else uh I don't early remember. color portraits dino I, I, was I, definitely I, one of the first I, I yes i remember when i was young let's say it was a late late 90s you know there were a very good artists in real good realist artists like jack rudy like Tom Renshaw, like uh, Paul Booth, but all of them, Hernandez, but all of them were specialized in black and gray realism, yes. you know? And uh, all, I think the color realism was a kind of uh, uh, ghetto side. You, 
you got the word. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounce it correct, but it was a kind of you know the the old school guys uh, was uh, a kind of against uh, the color portraits because uh, on their mind, where is, if there is no outlines and no enough black, the tattoo can't stay forever. And in a sort of way, in a sort of way, at that time they they was right. They were right because until we developed the good techniques. Uh, the 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 real the, the, the color portraits doesn't stay longer and this is the kind of truth you know nowadays nowadays it's totally different and then yeah. Yeah, I, I can tell you that when you're relying on those earth tones browns and tan kind of pigments those don't have that staying power but if you know how to combine it the right way that, 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 that's the secret you have to combine them together and work on the contrast but we will talk about contrast maybe maybe later on this, yes. uh, on, this on this speech we'll go a little deeper in this concept you know going back to, to your question you know I, I remember the first time I changed my mind about uh, colors and applied the colors on their the realistic tattoos was when I met Boris Boris from Hungary. Yes, uh, it was it was the two thousand, and I get um, I got tattooed by him, and uh, for the very first time I've seen something completely new, completely against any rules uh, until that moment, because he was jumping from an ink cup to the other without washing needles uh, and mixing the colors uh, uh, into the tips. And this was a completely shocked, you know, because until that moment, the rules was line, black, solid color. You clean your needles and you go with another color, solid, you know. And this completely changed my mind. So for about three years, I, I tried to learn how to use these techniques and develop my own techniques, you know, starting from that point. And it was about 2002, 2003 was my first approach to the, um, to the color portraits, you know. And then a few months later, I discovered on, uh, on MySpace, uh, probably you, you remember MySpace. Oh, yes. You remember, it was uh, maybe one of the first uh, social media before facebook and i knew that uh, there and that there were about three or four good very good artists there were mike de masi mike de vries and nico yep. and uh, i realized that uh, there were some other people some other guys trying to to do what I, I was trying to do you know trying to approach the color portrait and they were also in the advanced level comparing to me and that this pushed me a little bit more you know uh, that this is great you know how how he develops the day by day you know year by year sorry so that's uh, that's a, a little history about about color yes. portrait you know but it was a very long, slow development. Like, like uh, one of the things that Nico showed us was, look, here's here's how you can put a lot of black into a portrait, and it still looks realistic. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then you had, you know, people pushing the limits with detail, and then kind of pulling back a little bit, say, okay, maybe maybe that's too much detail. Let's simplify a little bit. And then yeah. you've okay. got everything in between. Like now, like Steve Butcher, he's got crazy detail, but. Yeah. I think that he he handles it in such a way that as that softens with time, it's still going to look good. Yeah, uh, sure. But you I know, that, you know, I, I think um, many things change. You know, of course. 
generation oh. of uh, the new generation of tattoo artists comparing uh, to um, my I can consider myself as an old generation of tattoo artists uh, you know about talking about myself or all the other from from my generation we had to discover and everything you know so for example to understand how to mix some color and to make the tattoo heels well it takes maybe a year you know making uh, fails and fails and mistake and mistakes you know and wait and wait months and try to understand why it's a to stay and the other not you know nowadays it's a little bit easier you know it takes uh, less time to achieve good results you know also because you know i want to make you a kind of example uh, just to explain better my my concept Ha, um, We're, uh, we'll stop that uh, right there with Alex uh, teasing it out. Uh, we do have Brandon on the line here. So yeah, you can find, I don't even know where you can find that. That's, uh, you know, guy does all these amazing interviews and whatnot, but uh, check out the, the YouTube channel, do a search for Alex DePasse and uh, that'll work. Let's see here. Hopefully, hopefully we've sacrificed to the computer gods. Recording in progress. Going on, Gabe. Hey, how are you? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Awesome. I, uh, I'm not sure. Do you have headphones by chance? Uh, no, because somebody stole them. I think my apprentice has them. <laughs> no worries at all. Thanks again for uh, for tuning in and again sacrificing enough to the uh, to the computer gods. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I had to get some IT things figured out, but we got it. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the goal of the computers is to get us to quit. And, <laughs> you know, uh, ultimately, you know, that's the, the only thing that I do in the computers is not quit. But uh, awesome. Well, let me um, let me fire up a little introduction. Uh, so, yeah, so we're back here and, and uh, Brandon Bean has uh, beamed in. Uh, he uh, led a, a discussion panel last year with Guy Aitchison. That was awesome. And uh, I've been, since then, I've been catching up on his posts and uh, uh, an occasional podcast or two. Um, the, the Instagram is at the underscore Barilla Arts. Uh, correct me if I'm yes. wrong. It's uh, T-H-E underscore B-R-O-R-I-L-L-A-A-R-T-S. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. And then uh, he's also the curator of uh, Dark Skin Body Art, the Instagram that's got uh, unarguably the official, unofficial collect collective of the best tattoos on black skin. Uh, no matter who's doing them, the, the point is the uh, what you can do on black skin and is clearly amazing. And they're just squashing any of that, you know, any of those bullshit myths that, uh, that you may have heard. Uh, and again, you can see it with your very own eyes. It's uh, at Dark Skin Body Art. Um, yeah, well, okay. I was, I was going to say, I have a little note here. I'm like, look, my, the new booking system is working out perfectly. I even have topics and everything, but it um, seems like computer fell apart. <laughs> okay, so the first thing I want to uh, talk about, it's kind of funny. I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts and my daughter, my daughter's 19 now. So I'm like going through like the, the teenager or the late teenager, young adult. Uh, uh, yeah, parts. same boat. Well, and you were saying that you were tattooing uh, on this on the podcast I was listening to. You were tattooing uh, your daughter's sleeve. I think you were maybe you were just starting it a year ago. How, yeah. How's, how's that going? Have you uh, made much progress on it, or <laughs> is it completely nerve wracking? You put good. it off. It's going pretty good. She's uh, my daughter's uh, indecisive, and at the same time, she's like she doesn't really care. Uh -huh. So I've been trying to just piece things together with uh, a theme. 
to you know keep it all cohesive. Uh, but you know, she's a daughter, she's 20, so she's uh, running around doing whatever 20 year olds do. So awesome. it's taking some time. It's almost done though. Nice. Almost. Yeah, my uh, uh, when my daughter got her first professional tattoo, uh, Thea did it. Um, they were talking about the ideas, and um, you know, we're, we're supposed to. I'm, I'm like, I want, I have to be disconnected, right? Like, we're probably like the worst tattoo parent, or I'm like the worst tattoo parent, and um. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna let it roll. And they came out from their consultation and she was gonna get like a moth. And she's like, I'm gonna get a moth right on my chest yeah. road area. I'm like, oh. yeah. And, and, I, and I, somehow I stayed silent. I'm like, I'm gonna let this play out. And my wife was like, no fucking way you're doing that. I'm like, oh, okay. But uh, I mean, they, they worked it out. Obviously they had their own conversations and, and uh, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. And now th that's gotta be pretty insane. Like what's the, I mean, is it, is it drastically different tattooing your, your, your kids as opposed to the public or yeah it's it's a it's a crazy feeling because i'm tattooing my son now too you know working on his arm and uh it's it's definitely a, a weird i guess a real feeling i don't know if it's real i don't know if it's the right word for it but it's definitely a feeling you know because it's like man it's you know your kids you know and they're oh. getting that work from you know something they'll always have from their parent you know it's like yeah, you know, my uh, daughter tattooed my wife. So it also lets me know I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. Too, too old to die young. Yeah. Um, but uh, now, uh, do they have any interest in, uh, in doing tattoos or art or is this? Uh... My children are traitors. I call them uh -huh. traitors <laughs> because none of them are uh, none of them are visual artists. Mm -hmm. They're all like performing artists. Like my daughter sings. Awesome. Ooh, she plays the piano. She plays the cello. No, no, no. She doesn't play the cello. That's my son. She plays the piano, the steel drums, and the violin. Awesome. Uh, my son plays the cello, but he's also my son's a DJ. He's been doing it for like four or five years. You know, awesome. so yeah, they none of them wanted to draw with that. I mean, they did for a little bit, but uh -huh. yeah, it's all good. Right? Like again, different creative outlets. It's fun that um, I love when great people have kids, right? Because that uh, you know, that is the actual thing that will make the world better, right? You know, if uh, if all the good people don't have kids, then like who's gonna carry yeah. them? <laughs> And I also get a little frustrated. Sometimes I hear the, the crusty old old people, you know, talking about rah, 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 younger generation, this younger generation, that. And I'm like, I, have you listened to them? They're basically telling you, you fucked up and left this crazy ass world they have to fix. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I guess, you know, part of, you know, uh, part of, I mean, part of your story or part of the different stories, like, you know, when you know, everyone's just have to work extra hard to fucking fix the shit that other people are breaking. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, very unfortunate. I, I, I'm crazy of an old man. Yeah, I'm a. <laughs> it's fun. Know, like, but, so now, uh, how, how long have you been uh, tattooing for? What's uh? Now it's like what 13, four, 13 going on fourteen years. Awesome. Okay, it's that's still, cool. It still feels like I've been doing it long. You know, like my uh, homie across from me, he's tattooing now. He's been doing it. Josh, you doing what? Twenty. 22 years. 22 years, you know, so yeah. I still don't feel uh, I don't feel like I've been in it that long. Well, you know, it's like a middle length, you know, it seems, you know, it's uh, well, you're, you're you're too old to screw up now, but uh, you still have a ways to go. Eh? Yeah. I was just uh, the, the interview that I was playing while you were coming on was with uh, Alex uh, Tapase. He's been tattooing 30 years. 
the, uh, since 1990. Now, he will also be the first to admit that it was probably a half a dozen years in the 90s that he doesn't remember, don't count. <laughs> but, yeah. On the other hand, uh, that's but, uh, so that, that's cool. So some other topics I just wanted to touch base on, you know, you, on the other, in the podcast, I was listening to, um, what was it? What was the name of it? Do you remember uh, Threads? What was the name of that podcast that you were on about a year ago? It was Threads. Um, wow. I think that was the second one I did. I, I can't remember the name of it. it was Studio Threads Thread. something. Studio Threads. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a link As, in yeah. the description. But uh, you were talking about uh, fine art museums and stuff. And um, yes. I guess one of my questions, you know, one of the like, I guess we're, we're skipping around a little bit, but um, we hopped in the middle. Uh, like, so as far as like art museum, what was your first art museum uh, experience? Was that like when you were young? Were you already tattooing or? Nah, the actually the first art museum, this is kind of crazy. The first art museum I went to was in uh, Barcelona, Spain. Oh, awesome. And I had no idea what museum it was. I just went in. It was there and I just went inside. How old were you? I was in the Navy then, so this is my first deployment. So I'm like 21. Oh, shit. Okay. What year? And what year? 2000. Okay. Year 2000. That was my first one. Like, it was just totally random. We were in Barcelona. We uh, didn't really know what to do. You know, we were just walking around, just wandering through the city and see this big old. I thought it was a church or something at first, because you, know, you know how the buildings look. You know, I didn't, you yeah. know from Illinois, I don't, you know, it's Central Illinois. I didn't, I didn't know anything really. It looked like something in my history book. Sure. So I just went up there to look at it, you know, and uh, it was an art museum. And yeah, that was my first one. And yeah, it was, <laughs> that was my first time seeing something like that. You know, it, I think that there are a lot of kids that are watching this, right, that are on their phones, maybe on the tablets, right? And mm -hmm. if that's the way you're consuming, you know, 80, 90% of your art, you know, in reality, when you go to one of those museums and see some of those pieces and see how rich they are, it's fucking mind blowing still. It's a whole Spain was, I mean, they, they had the statues, they just be chilling in the street or like on the sidewalk, like it's everywhere, yeah. you know, and like actually seeing the stuff that used to be little footnotes in those little shitty mm -hmm. social history books and social studies books sure. we had. And you yeah. knew half was bullshit. Yeah, you know, you see, it's like, wait a minute. You know, it's definitely, uh, I'll never forget that. Yeah, it's eye-opening. I can't encourage it enough. I mean, it's obviously a uh, an odd time to be encouraging people to pick up and travel, but uh, it was, my first trip overseas was in 1992. And uh, I was uh, 17 years old. I, I I hadn't graduated from high school. I like, I left just like around, the, I, like, I boogied out of my high school graduation. I got out quick and, and went over there. And um, I, I just remember the first feeling of like, when I got off the airplane, and I'm on the airport and everybody's speaking German. And I'm like, holy shit, they're, they're just speaking German. They're not speaking German and interpreting and translating into English. Like they're all just speaking a complete, and I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Like I have no idea. I like, I get it, it almost barely, and I, you know, I grew up in a, in a, outside of Connecticut, uh, outside of, you know, uh, New Haven, Connecticut. And, you know, uh, I was not cultured, you know, Italians were there, I had great pizza, but like, yeah. it, it never even really occurred to me that even though there was a foreign language that, hundreds of thousands of people speak it and don't even give a fuck about English. It was amazing. Exactly. Could care less. So imagine, so you got over there with the Navy. That, that's kind of how uh, you got out of Illinois and, and scooched that's around exactly the world? Illinois, yeah. I joined oh. the Navy. I, um, I messed up high school. Uh, I messed up college. I messed up in high school. 
because mm-hmm. I couldn't balance uh, girls and homework. You know, I was a late bloomer, you know, so <laughs> by the time I ran my little pretty curly hair girl, you know, my mind was... You're like all there, no, nothing else. What little bit of focus I did have, I never was a strong student. But, uh, yeah, I screwed the pooch and uh, went on and joined the Navy because I didn't want to get left behind, so. Yeah, cool. I mean, it's not, felt, now, now that was, a, were you hitting combat? Were you, like, over in uh, Iraq or Afghanistan, or? You know, the crazy thing is, I get like, ragged on my house, is I never was in a combat zone. My wife was. Oh. So I catch, yeah, oh, yeah, so I catch it for that, you know. Sure. My wife was. <laughs> it's tough gigs, man. I uh, I, I almost uh, was able to join. I went up to the Asvabs and uh, I was ninety two, ninety three. It was like just before, you know, right around you know high school. And um, what what mm-hmm. got me was that again, you know, white trash. You know, I wanted to get out of there and do something cool. And um, but you know, it was three o'clock in the morning when I was taking the tests. They gave me the um, eye color test, and I got bad eye color. Uh-huh. Like, like like guys got a couple of people, you know, red green color deficiency. So. Uh, they basically they were like, ah, you can't do anything combat oriented, which is probably for the better. But uh, I'm like, well, okay, well, I do computer stuff. You know, I'm a computer geek. I've been programming. And they're like, you can't do anything technically oriented. You're color deficient. And I'm like, I'm a computer geek. And they're like, not yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I got to go somewhere else. Okay. But um, it's a, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a, so, so you got over to, to Europe. Were you tattooing? You weren't tattooing then. Were you drawing and creating art? Or uh, was that kind yeah, of? Yeah, I was yeah, I drew, uh, I've been drawing ever since, uh, hell, I can remember. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually get in a, I got into the, na- I got into tattooing while I was still in the Navy, mm-hmm. but it came later. This is around 20, I didn't get into tattooing until 25, 26 mm-hmm. is okay. when I got into tattooing. Oh, you're not hey, that old. I, was in my I, know, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know if you guys got in, it definitely got me beat. But, yeah, no, well, it gets, you'll, you'll get to the point. I, uh, at least I'm, at, I'm at the point now. I see somebody with gray hair, and I'm like, I don't look that old. Yeah. But anyway, like, so, so uh, that's kind of like Jesse, Jesse Smith was uh, Jesse Smith and uh, Good Time Charlie. Those are some of the other uh, interviews I talked to. Uh, so you're tattooing. So uh, halfway through, you started tattooing your 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 mates or whatever. Yeah. I, what happened was we were in Bahrain uh, over there, the UAE. And uh, I had a homeboy named Johnny Renneria, and he was already tattooing. Uh, and he's the one who put me on and like showed me how to uh, like the ropes and stuff. Like at first, you know, I just I didn't know anything. You know, I hadn't really been in too many tattoo shops. You know, like like in that regard. So he was already tattooing. And what happened was uh, a couple years later, when we leave the island. There's a little hole in the wall shop here that was here. And uh, I got him a job at that shop. Okay. This, they here's, were here's in a, a, a Virginia Beach or Norfolk? Uh, yeah, Norfolk, Virginia. When back, yeah. Cool. So we get, I get him in there. And since he works there, now I have a friend there. So that was my way to worm in. And, yeah. Awesome. Fuck yeah. Sweet. <laughs> that's, how cool. was, that's how I weaseled in. Nice. It's uh, uh, that's a pretty cool spot. Uh, uh, Gabriel CC's uh, down there, so I go down to visit him every couple of years. And yeah, Gabe, um, I worked at the vault for a little while. Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, he's got a massive place now. Who Moses? Yeah. But uh, fun, fun. So, uh, so some of the other things I was uh, well, like I said, I, I was I was listening to the to the podcast a couple uh, like a week or so ago when I when I caught it, and um, it's fun. I'm like, oh, I get to ask him if he uh, fulfilled his goals for the last year because she asked you. <laughs> what your goals are for next year and it was uh to, to collaborate with folks 
and you were trying to figure out, you're, you were interested in getting a, a crew together to do a little walkabout or some such. Yeah. Uh, you know, clearly COVID's been fucking freaky. So what, what have you been doing for the last year? Yeah, COVID threw a monkey wrench, and a, <laughs> a big monkey wrench in my, uh, Bob of those plans. I did get my, uh, I got my sketch, I got one sketchbook done. Awesome. Uh, definitely got the procreate thing going. Uh-huh. Um, and the thing is I made, I took the, my sketchbook is pretty much made of uh, my procreate sets. I took my sets okay. and made a sketchbook out of it. Awesome. Yeah, you know, so a um, couple other projects got put behind because I ended up uh, having bigger ideas for them. So I put them on the back burner. Um, that's really it. I didn't get to do the world, the, the touring thing yet because of yep. yeah, COVID. That was that was supposed to be a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe in another year or two. You know, it's yeah. still kind of uh, as a as a convention promoter, I'm still freaked freaked out. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I'm going to do the one in Alabama, the uh, Space City Expo. Awesome. Oh, man, yeah. asked me to come down through there. You know, I'm really cool with him, so. I'm going to check it out, but I don't know if I'm really going to be getting out like that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a little crazy. Like, I'm, I'm going up to a, a Derb's place in, a, in two weeks, in nine days, you know. So, yeah. there's a, so for me, it's like there's like three days a year or three times a year where I'm exposing myself. But for the most part, I live in the woods. I walk around in the woods. I don't I don't I actually don't need to talk to anybody in person. <laughs> I, luckily, I've been doing. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, it's, <laughs> it's tough. You know, we've lost people, lost friends, and see people fucking get really fucked up over it. I uh, I missed it by like a week. One of my consulting clients uh, ended up with it, and then he ended up like like a week after I was there. I was working on the project that I was meeting him with, and uh, bam, in the fucking hospital with fucking double pneumonia. I'm like, and he's healthier than I am. Fucking, you know, not much older. It's I'm, you know, damn, fucking no joke. Yeah, I mean, I. I didn't have it that bad, but I think honestly, I had it before, before people really knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I think I had caught it back then. Uh, my daughter used to work at the International Hotel okay. out here in Virginia Beach. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, man, it it ran through my family. Like all of us that laid up, it was, I ain't never been that sick before in my life. <sighs> and uh, so the second time when I caught it, it's like it wasn't even bad. It made me sleepy, yeah, but yeah, yeah. like, I. Yeah, none of us like had it bad. You know, my wife has a uh, compromised immune system, and she wasn't even. Yeah, it just, okay. You know, so we we might have caught it earlier, but back then, you know, it was just a severe upper respiratory infection was what they were calling it. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just like a long ass cough that fucking never ends. <laughs> really bad cough. Yeah. Bad chills. And yeah. It was. It was nasty. <laughs> yeah it's nuts i mean obviously it's uh, it exasperates the well we don't need to get into politics and all that shit because it's fucking nasty enough already and we're here to talk art i guess although i mean yeah. although that, that said there's no topics that i'd stay away from I'm, you know you're here to chat about anything that that, that you'd want to chat yeah, about. So yeah, you ask me but, yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. um but let's see what else do we have uh oh the reference book so you were also talking about launching the reference book of uh, african deities and the characters and stuff yeah. so that that, so that is the uh yeah, that is a that is one of the ones I pushed back because oh. um, I wanted to do. I was thinking about maybe making it somehow involved in the NFT, like okay. that came. But I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, Gabe. Uh, I'm not sold on NFTs yet. It's a weird one, you know. Yeah. Like like 
for me, tattoos are a non-fungible token. It's like one of the few things that you actually can't transfer without like ripping it off your skin. Now, yeah. now I am, but I'm a computer geek, right? So like the the there's two things that fascinate me about it. One is the unique combination, uh, you know, the, that unique transaction code is pretty cool. And so for like copyright, like right. it's almost like a, a, you know, if it was recognized an easy copyright, like you have this NFT, then you can use the right, the commercial rights to that art. You know, that, that kind mm -hmm. of makes sense to me. Inside of the VR world, do you have the goggles yet? No, I don't have the goggles yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In two years, man, Zuck's gonna fucking deliver a billion people to be addicted into the fucking VR world. And uh, like you could, like as artists, you can create the spaces, right? That's the reason why. I, I mean, I don't create the art, but I'm gonna get together the artists to create the spaces. So when everyone's hanging out in VR, they're in like diages and fucking craziness, you know. But um, it's pretty cool. Like, and and for like experiences for um, events, you know, you pop a 360 camera somewhere put on the fucking goggles it's you know you can't it, it, anyways it's getting pretty damn good um yeah nfts though you were talking about uh, uh not being convinced yeah you know uh, frankly for me just in that whole thing i don't have enough money to invest in anything except for myself so that's that's the main thing it's so expensive already uh i know i would control my price but just even get in and the gas prices that they have i'm just something's off to me man yeah something something's off like you know for me <laughs> I, uh, I i just started uh, to catch up with uh, like jesse smith uh, well some now some more of the tattooers are kind of getting into it so you know getting a little bit more exposure I, we actually will be doing a show that's called um i've got the fucking best title i guess i gotta title it now nft wtf q a and uh, yeah. we'll just have people explain what the fuck is going on and uh, right. you know, ultimately, as the computer geek, I'm like, man, in five years, well, maybe 15 years, they're going to be able to grow a brain the size of a fucking warehouse whose goal it is is to decode fucking yeah. Bitcoin. And um, like shit's just like genetic coding and all that is going so fast that, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, but in the meantime, so you so you were, but, well, I wouldn't let that get in the way. I mean, the project sounded amazing. It, it was basically interpreting the, the African you know, deities into a, a modern tattoo, you know, motifi uh, arena. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Uh, like I said, I'm still working on uh, I have a bunch of them drawn up. Um, I change things as I go around. It's just, when I thought about the NFT thing, I was thinking about making maybe some type of, I don't know, some type of anime. I don't want to put something in that space that's just a picture. I wanted something that's kind of a bit more interactive, yeah. I don't something. I wanted something different, you know, and sure. I don't like the first thing. So if I can't figure it out, I'll just kind of just sit and I'll yeah, keep yeah. going. Well, that project, like I, when I heard it and uh, I was like, oh man, like that sounds awesome. And again, like a whole nother, I mean, obviously you're used, used to the imagery, but like for people like me, like I, I just don't have exposure to it. So um, mm -hmm. to, to have a whole nother round of uh, visuals and stories and whatnot, I think is, uh, is important for, you know, important to get out um yeah but uh clearly you will um yeah i'm definitely gonna yeah i still yeah the um the sketchbook i have out now has a few sketches of a couple but uh i am gonna put out something that will have because i do want to get the imagery out it was just that book you know i mean you got like the hundred dragons book andre malcolm andre did, just did uh, awesome yeah yeah philip lou has the one with the dragon claws you know mm. it's jack mosher he was making those I love those sketchbooks he put yeah. out, you know, 
So I want to bring mm. something today, but it's gonna like that for the people, but this yeah. other thing. So I might end up splitting the baby some type of way. You know, it's right. a bunch of stuff going on my mind. I'm the only one doing it. So sometimes I get in my own way and I miss deadlines because I'm always trying to do something so cool that I end yeah. up not. <laughs> yeah, the, the right things hit. The right things do always hit, though, right? They, uh, yeah. So I guess while we're here, let me. Um, I've, I've got uh, the the Instagram fired up here. Let's uh, show off the the project that's uh, that you're working on here. So you like you yeah. picked up you picked up the dark skin body art uh, uh, Instagram from uh, the, the the founder, but you've been at it for a while now. Yeah, I picked it up from uh, Kurt Boutte. His uh, IG is FM Life. And uh, that's where I picked it up from. He had it for, he started it back in August, like eight years ago, almost nine years ago. And uh, he did it for a few months and I kept bugging the hell out of him to post this, post this, post this, post this. And mm -hmm. he ended up giving it to me because Kirk's a busy guy. So awesome. he gave it to me because I can give it the attention it deserved, he felt. Well, I'm you're glad. doing a fucking killer job with it, man. It's uh, it's really awesome. I, uh, I, I try to stay off of instagram and facebook as much as i can um mm -hmm. but like there's a couple pages like this one there's a there's two or three others that um that do always you know whenever i see this shit i'm like oh man this is why i'm here and um yeah it's fucking great now you're you're uh basically how, how do people submit to to the uh to this do they just tag uh, tag dark skin body art or yeah you can tag me you can dm me I started two hashtags, uh, of course, Dark Skin Body Arts one, mm -hmm. and the other is uh, Hello, I Tattoo Black Folks. Uh -huh. uh, so uh, you can put them under there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that's, uh, that's really it. You know, or if, you know, some people, they'll see me, like I've had a couple guys that swung by the shop, you know, that just happened to be in Virginia at the time, and uh, they let me know. And, you know, there's ways that I try to keep myself pretty... Uh, reachable mm -hmm. you're, you're able to be in contact reachable i can be reaching you know like i'm the only guy doing it so it takes a little time but you know i do get to i do get to the most people eventually awesome well i ain't gonna say most i'll say a lot <laughs> <laughs> fair enough perfect the uh yeah, no, it's amazing. So I guess that we might as well talk about, uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, we might as well as catch on, like, hello, I talk to black folks. And you have, like, the list of, of uh, you know, the, the myths here. I mean, we don't need to go into it. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm much interested in talking about just regular random art. But uh, let's, let's dive in a little bit. You want to talk about maybe one or two of the, the silly myths that we could dispel right away? Sure. Um, you get to pick. <laughs> I used to I used to know them all by heart. <laughs> um, the the one of the ones that really used to hurt me, uh, even when I first heard it, was uh, if you if you want to if you want to uh, the tattoo to show on a black person, you have to tattoo the ink deeper. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> Even when I was younger, like I was like, "What do you mean you got to do it deeper?" Like, because in my mind, like, <laughs> if you shove it deeper in the body, how the hell are you going to make that easier to see? Wow! And then when I started getting into tattooing, and I was still hearing it, I wasn't in it yet. I was just trying to figure out a way, you know, to get my foot in the door. 
I'm like, wait a minute. Well, that sounds like you're stabbing somebody now. Then I started apprenticing and I was like, oh, okay. You know, that's, you know, that's why they keep scarring people because they're fucking shoving it in too far. Yeah. Amazing. It's like, obviously the, the, the effects that you can get are, you know, I mean, again, it's, it seems so silly to, 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 to have it be like, not a surprise, but to have to like dispel shit like that. It's, um, you know, clearly now how much of that is just because of the, uh, the, the recent history of tattooing, right? Like obvious, not obviously, but like, it seems like in America, you know, through the thirties to the fifties, it was, you know, the soldiers, you know, and a bunch of, you know, bikery guys, presumably white bikery guys. Um, like, is that, uh, like, I guess maybe you could tell me a little bit about some of the, the, the recent, uh, history of, you know, uh, black tattooers, you know, busting, busting in. Cause, but, cause I, like I said, I want to be clear, like, obviously, people have been getting tattooed fucking since we've started getting tattooed, right? So it's not like the white biker guys own fucking tattooing by any stretch of the imagination, but inside of America and New England here now, like, voila, the, the, the floor is yours a little bit. So I guess my question is, why did it take so long or why is it taking so long for some of these really simple myths to get dispelled? Because that seems really obvious. Like, don't fucking tattoo too deep. Like, skin is skin. Like, what the fuck? Right. Um, a lot of it had to do with Excuse me. Um, some of it, just a few things. Um, some of it had to do with the uh, the racism in America at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I know as a black person and a black family, it was like you didn't get tattooed because you wasn't. You already were. You know, you already were black, so it was going to be hard for you. Tattoos weren't considered like the cool thing to get back in the day, so sure. you didn't need another art. You know, you didn't need another check against you. So you right. didn't get them. All right. Uh, like, so like culturally, you're like getting shit on already. So yeah. why why make it harder? Okay, that sucks. Yeah, you, do, you were told not to do certain things. And then, you know, as you got older, you know, just things just settled. You know, so I'm a 90s kid. I'm like you, I'm a 90s kid. You know, uh, you just started seeing more and more people just kind of just getting them. But, you know, they used to go to the house to get them guys weren't really going in the shops you know uh i didn't find out till i got older it was because a lot of shops were telling black dudes they couldn't get the tattoos because they wouldn't show up on them mm-hmm. they didn't want to do the work on them so like you know i didn't know that you know i'm just running around you know little yeah. dirty musty you know 90s kids huh. doing whatever i was doing sure you know um but once you started seeing people like uh did it, a lot of the rappers dennis rodman uh mm-hmm. A lot of those crazy guys coming out of South, three, six mafia. Uh, you started seeing these guys with these tattoos, Tupac, of course. You know, it was like, yo, wait a minute. You know, we were able to see it. Right. And then people started, more of us kind of just started pursuing it. Um, and just finding out things the hard way because a lot of people, unlike Maya Bailey, you had uh, and Tukey Carter, who had Julia to help oh. film. A lot of people didn't have that. She had the knowledge. She knew, you know, like, you got to make the tattoo bigger. Right. You got to, you know, you can't use these type of colors, use these, you know. She knew that going in. Right. You know, and she caught a lot of shit for it, too. You know, she was, a, one, she was a woman, so you already know she was catching shit, but she was a white woman helping out black kids, mm-hmm. and she's, yeah, she, they had a problem with that. So it was just a lot of that just coming, going around. And like this is all before my time. So when I made that shirt with those excuses, 
that's really all the stuff I heard before I got into tattooing and when I was my first two years, three years actually in it, I was still actively hearing that from tattooers and from people who tattoo aficionados and things of that nature. Sure. Black people, we got here, we got to the party late as a culture and a collective. So that's why yeah. uh, you're starting to see the ramp up now because we've gotten over certain stigmas and issues and things and now we can go forth and pursue it so that's that, awesome man i mean one of the things that i talk about and again it's easy for me to talk about as like i mean a poor white trash i'm still you know white but it's like i love the fact that you know tattooing really does enable everybody to kind of take part in it right like you know the barriers to entry are more about um you know, having a, enough courage and, you know, uh, understanding and how to do the tattoo. As we all know, you could be 13 years old and fucking poke holes in people, right? So it's like, it's, it's a, right. an art that is accessible to anybody around the world. And if you do it right, like if you do it well, then it could enable you to fucking make dough. It was funny. I loved, uh, I love hearing uh, Maya uh, in one of his interviews, you know, straight up fucking, you want a fucking tattoo, you can be rich. And I'm like, man, all those fucking crusty old white biker guys are like, no, 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 you don't want to do tattoo. You know what you should do? You should quit. You should fucking go back. And Maya's like, fucking do it, kill it, fucking make bang. bang. Yeah, Maya's, he's a rebel with that shit, man. He's, I love it. You Absolutely. know, but he does the artist thing, you know, uh, aspect, you know, the struggling artist or starving artist, you know, that's, uh, he's like anti that, super anti that. You know, yeah. it's like go out there, get it. Char charge what you're worth. You know, don't do shit for free. Mm -hmm. You know, get yourself out there. You know, and he's a multimedia. He's a multimedia disciplined artist. You know, so oh, yeah. he's he's tattooing, he's painting, he's drawing. You know, he's buying buildings, you know, and making community centers. Yeah. It seems and like doing exactly. Yeah. Have you been down there yet? I haven't. No, no, no. I've been uh, Atlanta. I went to uh, Dottie's bar. I was in Atlanta like 25 years ago with a band called the Drunk Stuntmen. And uh, it, it was <laughs> definitely like a gnarly fucking Atlanta, Georgia, like get ourselves tested after we fucking leave kind of a, of a, of a spot. <laughs> Holy shit, Dottie's, Dottie died, rest in peace Dottie, oh. but her drunk uh, alcoholic son who she had outlawed from the bar then came in and was running the bar for so, so like when by the time the band landed there there was no owner the alcoholic son was basically open bar for friends you know drugs galore anywhere it was out of control point wow. is no i haven't i need to, i need to get down there to do a real field trip uh, <laughs> so this is cool so this is the uh, the ladies of ink tour I, i've caught a little bit about this so th this is pretty sick this is four weeks ago so this is somewhat new too what, what do we have going on here lori <clears throat> excuse me lori uh she's a uh, tattooer and owner up in detroit I think her shop's called the Detroit Ink Spot. Her and uh, Jason Phillips. Well, Lori decided to start a collection of black female tattooers. A collective, not a collection, I'm sorry. A uh -huh. collective of them. And they go around from like city to city, state to state, just touring in shops, you know, awesome. uh, tattooing. And I think she's even trying to get it overseas now because uh, oh. she's picked up uh, from, uh, we have like these clubhouse sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I always, I always see him like, like, and it's. I, I have to commend you guys. It's amazing to see that happen. Like, I, and I, you know, I, I do. I kind of tune in sometimes, but it's not, you know, in black tattoo experience, right? So I don't want to like poke my nose in. But uh, it's awesome to see you, you do that. There's, there really is a sense of community that 
you're all fostering and and I mean it might be out of necessity still or but like it really does it's it's really uh, uh inspiring to to watch you guys like I said like encourage each other's successes instead of fucking elbow I mean I'm sure there's plenty of elbowing but like from what I'm listening in I'm there sorry so that so that's on the wisdom app that you that you're doing these let, let me not talk over you about that sorry it's all good you said the wisdom app oh sorry no no uh, uh, that's a different one uh, I'm on uh, Clubhouse that's what that's what you guys are on. Yeah, we're on Clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, we just we're on there. Andre Malcolm, I think he's he's starting to host rooms. You know, we just use it to connect. You know, talk to each other because we don't. A lot of us, uh, well, a lot of us older. <laughs> there I go saying it. <laughs> a lot of us older guys has been around. You know, for a little bit, like about ten years. Well, we've kind of met each other through conventions, you know, and things and whatnot. And swung by when we're in the city. But a lot of the younger guys, like, they've never heard of us. They've never seen us. They can't get to, you know, we're, cause we're, all, we're all spread out. So we uh, come together and, like, we foster relationships and things like that there. And like I said, Lady L, she started it before that. But, you know, what she's doing is, <laughs> that's crazy. And she's the one who started it, you know. Awesome. That's definitely her baby. It's real you fun. Know. So uh, now I, if I, I can it. just keep her from being quite pissed should be oh, okay. No. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, she's from Detroit. Yeah, Lori's cool. She's good. <laughs> I, uh, she was, uh, I think she was on the panel that uh, from last year. It's uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's cool. Detroit's uh, definitely a crazy place. For eight. Uh, so this is a uh, clubhouse.com club slash club slash uh, the black tattoo experience. Uh, looks like the next talk yeah. is Sunday, January 23rd. Um, for yeah, that are, the guy yeah. who runs that is a, a guy goes by the name of Swiss. He's uh, from actually Black Ink, uh, New York. Uh, he runs that. Awesome. Uh, but and he's then, a pretty uh, guy. Is he the one that's doing the? Uh, I got. To, I have two more. Two more questions or topics, or at least at least one oh, more. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. the um uh, uh, is that the the conference that's happening? So there's a yeah, conference so, happening in Atlanta. And the... Yeah. And he's well, the one who threw the joint, the Art Basel, down in Miami. He did yeah, that too. Yeah. I fucking love that. Yeah. Like, you know, part of me is like, I wish uh, I had gotten my shit together when I was doing my lineups, you know, to not, you know, again, it's, as you can imagine, I'm, I'm a guy, I, I like, I try to do my best to make sure that I have a, a, a great, uh, you know, lineups and, you know, trying to make sure that it's balanced 50, 50 with male females or, and trying to get, you know, multicultural. It's not trivial. It's not easy. Um, I love it though. Like, again, you guys are supportive of each other. It's, uh, you know, I'm, you know, it's great to see you guys like, fuck it, we'll have our own conference, you know, and yeah. uh, make that's it a kinda, success. Yeah. And... yeah. That's kind of how it's been. I mean, you know, it's like I said, there's still things, you know, of course, that, you know, we can complain about. But instead of, we just decided just to take, a lot of us are trying to just take that more proactive approach. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it, man. Let's just do it. I mean, what's stopping us? This, just do make, it. And make the money yourself. Yeah, just do it. You know, and if other people want to come, they'll come. If they don't come, it's whatever. You know, it's, you know. Uh, so, and I actually like that, you know, because it's uh gives you a bit more, uh, gives you something to strive for. At least it does for me anyway. 100%. No, it's, uh, like I said, it's fun. And, um, you know, and just like in general, what, what ends up happening is there, there becomes a level of um, execution that is well it's just different right like because you know when you're doing it yourselves it becomes you know cl clearly your favorite so were you here at the uh, the art basil one 
Unfortunately, I was not able to make that one because I was still in school and it was during exam week. You know, actually, that, uh, is, the, that is the other one of the questions that I had was um, I, I saw in the last interview, you're going to school. You're like, I'm going back to school. So I guess I'm in, and then you talked about like dropping or not dropping out of high school, but like dropping into the military. Um, yeah. So, so what is your experience? Like, I, I, you know, I'm a, I never even went, you know, I'm a computer geek, so I didn't really even have to go to school. You know, my daughter is going, so that's just, now she's gotten the college experience. Anyways, point is, uh, how did your uh, earlier education experience inform how you wanted to go back? And then like, as a tattooer who's tattooing, like, how did you, how did you balance going back to school? And was this an oh, art degree or like a business degree or? Yeah, it's uh well, earlier when, you know, like I said, I'm, Growing up in the 90s, uh, in a small city where I was from, I didn't realize that I was being uh, restricted. I was being censored. But, mm -hmm. you know, you sometimes you get a peek at other stuff that's going on in other places. And you want to know, why is that not going on here? Or why can't we do that here? Or why don't you do that here? Mm -hmm. uh, so my art education in high school, I was in honors art. Um, had a couple had a student teacher and she made a, a very big impact on me because she was an art snob. Oh yeah, yeah. Rich girl, I uh, can't even remember where she was from. She couldn't even draw blood, but mm. she had this high opinion of art and what art should be. So graffiti was trash to her, remedial, you know, skateboarding, all that stuff. That was all, all that was beneath her. And, you know, I had a problem with that. I'm like, yo, what are you, you know, teenager, you know, like, come on, you're, you're full of shit, yo, you're fucking tripping, you know. Uh, he would actually let us debate her with that, you know, and uh, because he loved the stuff that we did, mm -hmm. you know, because he just seen, like, art is art, you know, that's just as tough to create as, you know, all this, you know, he was, he was with it. So ever since then, I didn't want to go to art school, actually, because I didn't want to run into people like her. Sure. Uh, I get a little older, and I want to get into comics. It's still in high school. And I'm thinking I have to go to college to be a comic book writer, because that's what Rob Liefeld and all those guys did. You know, uh, That doesn't work out. I joined the Navy, keep drawing. And just as I got older, I was like, man, I really should go get this art degree because I run into homies now. My homie Dominic Taylor, he has an art degree. Mm -hmm. Jesse Smith, right? He has an art degree. You know, a uh, couple other guys uh, have been to art school. And I'm like, man, I might have had art school. I might have had this all wrong. Uh -huh. I find out Jeremy Fish went to art school. You know, one of my favorite artists. Yeah, yeah. I find out Mr. Cartoon, even though he didn't go to art school, he went to trade school. You know, so uh -huh. I'm like, you know what? Dude, when I saw the fucking commercial, the, was it a Dosecki commercial? Yeah. I was like, I love Dosecki to begin with. Fucking, I can't believe the motherfucker on yeah. fucking Dosecki commercials on fucking TV. Crazy, like, right? Go for it, mother. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. So I just decided to go. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get my degree. It's a pain in the ass. Definitely gets in the way. I'm not a strong student, which is what I said like, <laughs> earlier. Sure. Not a strong student at all, but. Like, How long did it take? So, like, when you went back, so you're tattooing full time, and you went to school. Like, what was that? I went back to school. I think two years ago. Yeah, two years. Yeah, two years ago. Uh -huh. I went back. I'm still fit. I'm finishing up at a snail's pace. I had to slow down because uh, last semester I bit off way more than I could chew. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I had a really got. I have an outstanding art teacher. Uh, 
guy's name, uh, Professor Ralph Irby. Uh, and he's a really, really, really good art teacher. He shows off and he draws with his left hand when he's bored. You know, <laughs> nice. He draws with his right. You know, he's one of those type of guys. Awesome. Do you see that uh, motherfucker? There's an ambidextrous tattooer who's like showing off. Drawing I hate that guy. That's not a how to report his account, man. <laughs> this is obscene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Cool. Okay, well, I, I have to ask you one last question now. Uh, this is going to hit, like, all of our spots. The 90s comics, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, and the Punisher. I, I was listening to an interview about the Punisher uh, symbol and the, the oh, wonkiness yeah. that's going around with... So yeah, you must... You, change yeah. the logo, man. What the fuck is that about? Come on, now. So, uh, I just caught like one interview with it. With it. What, what, what do you have? A, is that something that you're familiar with? Or uh, I've heard a... about it. I, I read a little blip about it like last week or week before last, man. That's uh. well, did, well, so, so, so just to be clear, like I didn't hear about changing the logo, right? So yeah. I, was, I was listening to an interview about uh, the, the, the create. Well, you probably know more than I do. Like I said, I just had one interview, but the, the creator was doing a, uh, you know, as the as it's getting co-opted, you know, by police forces, you know, which is kind of antithetical to the uh, Punisher ethos, uh, yeah. you know, the, the creator uh, had a, a people of color do Black Lives Matter uh, uh, versions. And um, I guess, how, so how does, how, how does that play out? Is that something that uh, people are down with? Is it cool? What, is it weird? What's the, you talking about what the Punisher skull? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Punisher skull. I mean, I, we, we know what that is. It's the... I don't think there's any, I don't know who's offended by this. I understand the creator didn't like the fact that people were taking his uh, symbol with people, groups of people who he didn't agree with were taking something that he created and using it for their symbol. But I mean, man, that's, man, dude, they were putting that skull on fucking bombs. Sure. I mean, it, it, you're yeah. kind of late to the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not saying when you were in the Navy, it was all over the place there, right? Is that yeah, they wrote it on the bombs. They were right on the bombs. Special Forces guys got it on their guns. Like, yeah. For decades. You know, I joined the Navy in 96. Like, yeah. that thing's been everywhere, you know? Sure, so sure. Every, But Punisher, he's a murderer. That dude's a mass murderer. He's a sociopath. He's a, he's a murderer. So sure. it kind of was just like, it fit. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to knock the guy. I mean, I wouldn't want nobody using my shit for something I don't agree with either, but it's kind of also kind of like, it's man, like, sure. yeah, it's the punishment school, man, you know? The, well, and not for nothing, but if yeah. the cops got it on his car, you kind of want to know that they're a violent sociopath, right? Like, that's the guy that's fucking... Yeah, didn't have it on their car because they're supposed to protect and serve, you know, and the punisher doesn't protect and serve. He just serves. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? What was the, uh, the 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 line somewhere in the uh, uh, you know when the Punisher was uh, oh when there was some I guess somewhere in the comics the uh, the, the Punisher saw the cops and I was like you should be idolizing me you should be idolizing Captain America. Of course, I'm thinking about that. And I'm yeah. like, I, don't, I don't know about. I mean, I know the comic book version of Captain America, but when I think about Captain America, I'm like I don't know about that either. It's I mean, we're fucking <laughs> we've been fucked up since the very beginning, you know. Like yeah, Captain America. Yeah, he's the cool. He's the he's the choir boy though. But I mean, I guess it's better than worship the Punisher. You know, it's correct? The... Yeah, 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 for sure. And if you're gonna have a, a you know a police force, and again, I, I don't know, like for for me, like any large group of people is uh, hard to trust. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, ultimately for me, it's like, I don't, you know, I'm, I don't believe in the death penalty, not because I don't think that there's crimes that people commit that they forfeit their natural right to life, but I don't trust the fucking government to dispel it fucking fairly. Like, there's no way. And it... Oh, shit, I lost Last week. Oh, oh, can you repeat oh, that? Oh, so you see the detective from the Bronx? I don't, uh, you're, you're, you're cutting in and out a little bit, but uh, I don't know about uh, any detective from the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just got... Uh, indicted. They had let uh, he had to turn over 133 cases. He had 133 people in jail because he was planting evidence and doing all kinds of crazy shit. So I mean, yeah, I mean I'm with you. I I used to be for the death penalty until I realized just how much they do shady shit, and I'm just like, dude, you're you're yeah. <laughs> the system's flawed. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, the good news. That's a lot think, of people. It's a, it's a fucking shit ton of real lives, and that's like one dude. That's one that they yeah. found and caught, right? Guy. Like, yeah. and that, you know, for me, that was the other amazing thing about that the, the that recent Florida case. It was like, you know, it was so clear cut. Everyone was like, of course that, you know, of course those three guys that chased, you know, the kid down and shot him are, are going to go away because the video is clear. But then, like the day later, they were like. Oh yeah, and by the way, this case got thrown out three times, and the fucking actually one of the uh, uh, attorney generals got sued because she dropped the case. And so like it was almost like that was a miracle that it got that far to be that clear cut. Yeah, I mean the the again back to tattoos though. That's one of the things I really love about tattooing is that it helps enable us. It enables you have enables everybody uh, to get some power, right? Like you know, people if you if you show people a good time, then they become more complete, more who they want to be. Uh, they come back with their friends and family for more of that positive energy and more of the commerce. And, um, you know, I don't know. It, for, for me, it does feel like if there's any, you know, if there's one thing, I mean, there's hopefully plenty of things, but but tattooing is one thing that can help people become better people. Um, and again, part of besides having kids that are good people, like, I don't know, we just got to maybe figure that out. Maybe not. Maybe the world's just fucking shitty. And we got to figure it out. Like how does it bite? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I try to uh I try to stay away from that, but it definitely stays in the back of my head sometimes. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's just meant to be fucked up. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. But awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, well, thank you very much again for for chatting. It's uh it's always fun. And um I do have to to, to boogie because there's a a one thirty that I have coming up. But um yeah, well, like I said, I uh, appreciate you taking the time. Um if there's anybody else uh, from the from the website that you come across uh, and you'd like to, to you know do an interview with them uh, on the channel here, uh, I'm always about uh, showing people awesome new tattoos. Oh yeah, appreciate that, Gabe. Thank you for having me. I'm definitely an honor being here. Awesome. Well, anytime. And uh, like I said, I thank you very much for uh, for taking the time and. Uh, the, the, the smart talk. And uh, like I said, I, I love uh, talking to people that go to college, especially ones that go back. I, like I do secretly want to go back to college too. And uh, it's or maybe, not maybe... bad. Except for the homework, it's not bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and but I guess, it's not I bet... bad. I learned a lot. I really have. That's I awesome. really I guess, have I... learned a lot. I bet I'm living. Uh, I'm 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 learning vicariously through my daughter now for four years, and then. Uh, hey, but, there you go. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, cool. well uh, like I said, thanks again. We'll uh, we'll catch up uh, in the very near future. I'll I'll export this as a podcast, and uh, I'll send it over to you. Cool. Appreciate it. Gabe. Take awesome. it easy. Cheers. Yo. We'll talk soon.